Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 Marvel Image. We create our own realities and words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, 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 everybody. And welcome to another edition of The, the Geek, Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. I'm your host, Desmond. And with me, as always, is my co-host. Rich. Hi. Hi. Um, so first and foremost, we want to get this out of the way because um, as we were setting up, we got some really sad news. Um, pop icon for Rich and myself and a few other people that we know, uh, Vanity, uh, passed away today. She was 57 years old, and she passed away due to kidney failure. Um, we want to dedicate this show to her and uh, her fabulousness because she was one of those people when I was young that along with Prince and, you know, a few other people that basically said, you know, be yourself. If you want to be a nasty girl, you go ahead and be a nasty girl. Yep. So, yep. so we want to dedicate this show to you, Vanity. You know, may you rest in peace and be nasty up in heaven, girl. That's right. All right. So, again, uh, welcome. This is the Geek Chat. And uh, we usually talk about comic books. Usually? Usually. Um, what are um, we going to be talking about tonight? Comic books. Okay. Though, Though Deadpool is has been amazing, I cannot wait to see it again. It's breaking all sorts of records, uh, all sorts of naysayers. It should it should break as many records as possible because that movie was great. Yep. If you missed our uh, point five, in which we spent a lot of time talking about it, but no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Don't worry about spoilers. Uh, well, check, mild spoilers. Mild spoilers. But check out this Saturday's episode of the point five, in which we're going to talk a little bit more in about, depth about um yeah in depth about Deadpool. You know, really talk about. Uh, a little bit of spoilers and what really went on because by then we should have seen it again. So, um, but yeah, but like we always do, we talk about comic books on the point on the. Oh my uh, god, he's doing chat. a little dance. I'm doing a little dance. He's doing a little comic book dance. Yeah, because I love talking about comics with all of you folks. Again, if you want to join you, the, you do know they can't see you do that, right? They might. They, they might. Well, if they, they can picture it in my if head. If they come, if they come and, and stare at us in the window, like the Today Show or something, you know. Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so scary if they did that. Can you imagine people with, with little like, signs? signs. Like, oh. <laughs> no, don't do that. Stay at home. Although it's a beautiful day here in San Francisco. It's so. too hot. It God, nice. it's February and it's hot as freaking yeah, our house. I'm, we I'm wearing shorts. It's really hot in February. It's in weird. February. It's you know what? Uh, back where I come from, in the uh, as don't ask where he comes. What from. do you call it? The Appalachians? That's not where I come from, people. Appalachians? Yeah. Um, they got over three feet of snow. It, it, it didn't hit above zero yesterday when I called my family. So I'm happy with the 70-degree weather and not zero-degree weather. You do know that global warming is just a myth. It is. Because it's, it's you know, three feet of snow there. It's not warming. <laughs> it's so silly. But anyway. Anyway. On back, to the topics at hand. And those topics are comic books. So We got some number ones for you. Well, we got a one and a two. So we got, we're doing a double uh, read. We read uh, a book with a one and two. We're going to be reviewing them. And we got a brand new number one from Boom. And then, you know, the regular good stuff that we like to talk about. So let's start right in with Leaving Megalopolis. 
numbers one and two. It's actually called Leaving Megalopolis, Surviving Megalopolis. And it is from Gail Simone and Jim Calafiore. Two of two of our favorite uh, creators. And, and they come from sec- the old, yeah, Secret, the Six, old Secret Six, which was... Freaking amazing. Now, this book is based on a Kickstarter book that they did a couple years ago called Leaving Megalopolis. They had the idea. They did the Kickstarter. No comic book publisher to tell them not to do things. So this was their little um, passion. It was their you know book of love that they did together. So it's Gail Simone and Jay Calafiore. Colorist was Jason Wright. And the letterer was Dave Sharp. Um... The new book is put out by Dark Horse Comics, and they're both the one and the two are both three ninety nine. Wow! So I happen to love this artist a lot. I met him a couple years ago when Des and I went to Comic Con. A uh, really nice guy, and his his artwork is perfect for this. It is about supervillains, which, as if you've been listening, you know I love supervillains, but. These aren't supervillains to begin with. Something happened, and a mist has caused all the superheroes here to turn bad. What a great premise. One month later is where this picks up from the, the hardcover that they released. And we both went into this blind. Neither one of us has read the original book that it's from. So we are brand new readers to this world. And I got to say... After reading the one and the two together, you kind of get a feel for this. You understand what happened to this world. These villains are hardcore jerks. They do a really good job giving each one a little bit of panel time so you understand a little bit about them, a little bit of their who they are. Uh, Ribbon, which really to me was Flatman from the Great Lakes Avengers. Exactly. Um he really is just a big pussy. He's a whiner, a complainer. He's not really scary at all. Whereas Amphibonaut looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon mixed with Killer some Croc armor. Yeah, with some weird armor. Um, you don't get a lot. You're learning a little bit pieces by pieces of who these people are. The humans in this world had a choice. They could either leave or survive. And it's, people are comparing it to Walking Dead because it's one of those things where you know that something bad is here and it's kind of up to you to survive. So there's roving bands of humans with no powers with like um, weapons in their hand. You also meet, I didn't understand who the main guy was, but um, this guy is setting up a a bunch of humans to go take something down. I didn't quite get the motivation behind it yet. Did you understand any of the motivation? Um, I thought the motivation was just to kind of go in there and kill the super the superheroes that are bad now. Uh, but that's that, all I got. That and makes I, no sense how they can do it because well, they've shown these people are horrible. Well, I mean, not maybe not all of them are invulnerable. You know, that's one of the things. I mean, I mean, Cyclops is cool and all, but he can't you know, come back from a bullet to the head. So maybe that's how they're, maybe that's how they're uh, looking at it. They're looking at it as these people. Cause like even, even when they come to the Island in the second one, cause it's all on an Island is, is, is how I'm interpreting the map. I guess. Because I really want to read the first one now after reading this, but you mean the, the hard, the original the hardcover, hardcover. The hardcover. Yep. And I love that, that these superheroes, 
they're they're uh, Gail Simone has done this comparison because they their superheroes have uh, comic books about them as well, and you get to see yes. them when they were heroes. Because from what I understand, the the whole show or the whole comic book takes place after the mist has kind of happened so so you were only seeing them as villains and she's using comic books to tell their 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 stories and that's one of the things i thought was really cool so there's a part in it where southern bell is her name and i gotta admit she kind of looks like Jeanette from secret six she does she, she does. really does um but that's neither here nor there um so they they they're in a comic book store the 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 better remains of the comic book store from megalopolis and she finds one of her originals for 10 cents number one and she's like did you know i outsold them for a while a while so she's even saying that in her day a female book sold more than the male books and she opens it up and finds the cutout fashion dolls and it says you know Submitted by Susie Goldman of whatever. And it made me think of the old um, Dial H for Heroes, where you could send in your submission and you might get your name. We're going way back here, people. But you might get your name in the book. So it was really cool that Gail Simone, again, like I said, is using comic books to forward the story. And so for some reason, this Southern Belle is kind of crazy. She is very crazy. Because she goes through different personalities of what I've read here so far. Only two issues in. Because now she wants to cut out the paper dolls. And when the guy says, no, that was a long time ago, she's like, fine. Um, let's do grown-up things. Fuck me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting the language. <laughs> yeah, the language like, in the very first, I was like, wow, they're throwing around those F-bombs. I'm not used to Gail Simone like, being Swearing. Like, like, no. And again, I haven't read her non- um, the DC and Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I really haven't read her like Red Sonia or anything like that. So maybe she, I'm seeing her in a whole new light uh -huh. and, I, and I'm loving it. I really am loving it. And I love when there's little like homages and it. Uh, this is how I took it. So these humans, this gang of humans finally made it to the island and um, the liberators, out comes I guess. the night, the name is Night Terror and it looks just like freaking Wolverine. And here's this this horrible guy coming at you. You know what it looks like? It looks like a mix a mixture of Wolverine, uh, that the, the the guy with the with the metal hands from Wildcats. Cyblade? Uh, no, Cyblade was Warblade. Uh, Warblade, and it looks like the helmet of a strife. Yeah, it's really bizarre. And then, spoiler alert: you turn the page, and he gets shot in the head. So here's this terrifying creature coming at you. The name is Night Terror. Bam, right in the head. I love the voice you gave him. <laughs> My night terror might kill you. Well, that's what you do, I guess. And then I <laughs> thought it was Batman. very thought it was very suggestive that, you know, the Southern Bell grabs the guy's crotch. I I'm really excited to read the next issue because for me, this is a whole different take on the superhero genre that we're used to reading. From people who have, I mean, most of the stuff has been in the superhero genre from right. like DC. Like so. her Secret Six to me, the old Secret Six, yeah, not the new Secret not the Six. New one. Not the new one. The old Secret Six to me was she was doing things with villains that had a conscience. They 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 were bad people, but they did good things. Yeah, they. She knows how to make antiheroes. You know, she knows how to write them well, and she obviously knows how to make villains write villains too. So though I do have to say some of these characters, I was like, oh, you know who it is. Like, oh, OK, I can see X or, you know, fill in the blank. But that's OK, because I think 
we're so you and I at least are so used to reading all sorts of different comic books that we just have a vast catalog in our head of who's who. Oh yeah, and then but I think that was fine though. Like I, I really enjoyed, you know, I I really enjoyed this take. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was so crazy and I didn't know what to expect. I gotta I'm say, gonna read the. Ne- I'm definitely gonna read the original. Calafiore, um, his facial expressions, the way he brings characters to life with their sneers or just how he can make someone look mean. They're very angry. Yeah. Um, so you want to read the books. Why don't you tell them about one of our new things we're going to be so, doing? So, and, and keeping with all, all the new stuff that the Geek Chat is, is doing with uh, season four, we are also doing a small uh, mini reviews of graphic novels that we're going to be calling graphic shorts. Graphic shorts. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, gonna, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to say it like that. I graphic don't know. shorts. Terry will probably be able to do something like Terry that. Terry will like, mix our voices and make it graphic shorts. Shorts, 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 shorts. Short, short. <laughs> but anyway, the first thing that we're going to be doing is we're going to be reviewing uh, Leaving Megalopolis um, because it's a great book. Uh, that Those are going to be roughly 15 minute long, um, short, concise uh, reviews about this book and whether you should get it or not. Price, uh, creative team, stuff like that. And, and we're some do will all be different types of stuff. Yeah, some will be Des and I together. Like we, I think you and I should go at this leaving Megalopolis because reading this one and two, I'm very curious yeah. as to what happened. Mm-hmm. Some will be me, some will be him, but something new to look forward to. That is correct. We're trying to hit it from all different angles. Um, and if you like, if you like what we're doing, always go to the uh, Facebook. Uh, the Facebook Geek Chat group and let us know. You know, if you have any ideas about stuff that we should be doing or other things that you like to hear, let us know. We are very uh, active within our within our group, our Facebook group. So oh yeah, I posted join. a lot of stuff today. Yes, yes, he did. So a lot happened today on a Monday, a little President's Day Monday. I know lots of stuff came out for a for a holiday. Yeah, weird. Um, I think the presidents are rolling over in their graves as we speak. Did you know that uh, Emily might know this because she's a librarian, but I guess uh, President um, Washington did not actually have wooden teeth. Did you really? Know that? Nope. What do you have? Cotton. Cotton teeth. Boy, that made for eating hard. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> Our next book we're going to review is All New, All Different Avengers. Which really isn't All New which or is, All which Different. Which is Teen Avengers. It's the Teen Titan Avengers edition. So much, so much uh, angst in this book. So right. much. And there's angst from, from someone that I didn't think that would be angsty. What, a robot? <laughs> right. I'm like, <laughs> why is this robot angsty all of a sudden? So yeah. uh, it's number five. The writer is Mark Wade. The artist is Mamad Asar. Color artist is Dave McCaig. Letterer is VCs Corey Pettit. Hmm. What do you think of this book? I don't know. I, I, we're up to issue five. And um, there's a deeper mystery here with the vision and what's going on and why he's trying to manipulate these kids. And I find it odd that in the Zero issue, he goes to his ex-wife and says, thanks to you, I'm going to rip out my emotional something or others. And he turns cold and calculating. And then in this book, why is he trying to take down the kids? That's one thing that I'm I'm noticing is um, the books about these people are not as um, tied together as they could have could be 
and I and it's fine. I know, I know that each book is supposed to stand alone, in in its scope and what it's trying to do. But I would like a little bit of consistency throughout throughout the various different books. Yeah, because it's really weird in his book, which bit. is amazing. I have to say, I think everyone should go out and buy Vision because it is a creepy, great book. The writing is solid, and in that he's got two kids and he's trying to teach them how to do this stuff. And you come to this book and he's just not the same. No. And how um, Captain America, Sam Wilson's portrayal, like he really comes off like an overprotective parent. And, just and the- kind of a novice. His own book, he's very strong. Yep. He's very he's very confident. And it's very weird that Iron Man is sort of the voice of reason, you know? Because in bit. Iron Man's book, he's not. See, that's what I mean. It's like, I don't know. It seems like maybe they should have been re- reversed or I don't know. Just... I like the book. The art is solid. I, I trust Mark Wade, but I just don't know what's going on. I mean, I, granted, we get to see the the villain and what's going on. I was highly disappointed in the it was, villain. Yeah, like why did it have to be Kang? Why Kang? Kang's over fucking with the Inhumans. Yeah. This should have been Loki, but then we know Loki. It could have been all something all new. But see, I you mean, know, the whole thing is Loki. I would love to have seen the Enchantress. Actually. Loki's always been there for every incarnation of the Avengers that start, and I think that having Kang. I'm already sick of Kang over in humans. Yeah, uh, we don't need to have Kang in everything. Kang was already what? Well, Kang was last year's villain, I think. I mean, he still has a lot of good stories in him, but I just don't think he was necessary for this one. And then, bam! That last page reveal. Yeah, I was not expecting that. Is Sam Wilson really going to know who this is? Oh wow! I don't know. Does uh, has Sam Wilson ever met? Um, I Jane Foster. I don't think he's ever met her. I don't remember him ever meeting her. Hmm. I know Iron because Man would know who she is. Iron Man would definitely know. And uh, the thing that, that was crazy about it is how long was she away from Mjormir Mjormir? Mjormir. I mean, I meow, was meow. Meow, meow. I was not expecting her to change that quickly. No. I, mean, I get it. It's a, it's for the shock thing, you know. And, and they had the kiss. And but it really doesn't. I agree with you. Um, if Mjolnir is too far, she turns back. And I guess now my husband could probably tell you. I haven't been reading Thor. I didn't read the last one of Thor. I'm reading it now. But... Is that something that has been yes. established? It has yeah. been established. It has been established that she can't be away from from Mjolnir uh, for for a long time, or she'll revert back. And how long was this? You're right. How long was this time? It's usually taken a, a while because in the this book, didn't in the book in her own book, like she like she's been away from Meow Meow for for a little while, and then it came back, and she was able to get it. As you see, her slowly start to change. But eh. mm. so, what did you think when you were reading it, not knowing? When Juggernaut showed up, oh the uh, the fan fiction, the fan fiction. I, I did like. Were you that going along, going what the I did, hell? I did like that. That was an ode to uh, her book, yes, uh, Miss Marvel's book, in which that she does she does write fan because she's a superhero fan. Exactly. And what then, was the book last week we were talking about? Faith, hmm? Faith from Valiant is also a superhero fan. Yeah, um, but that was also something that was shown in her book that came out this week as well. Um, so in one instance, we did see a lot of continuity or, or um, connect connectivity between the books, but in other ways, we don't. And I, I guess you don't want to be tied too much to someone else's writing so you can tell your own story. I get that. But I don't know. I, I, I like when continuity is – or uh, connectivity, not continuity. When connectivity, connectivity. Is, um, is a little bit more apparent. Well, we're old school. You know? I liked seeing Equinox – I've always liked that villain. I thought it was cool. 
I, I liked him from the Spider-Man days back yeah, in the day. Yeah, but then that was the thing that was crazy is they're like, you know, we're from the future. All hail the Lord, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what? when can Equinox time travel? And then it was Kang, and I was like, oh, okay. Honor the dynasty. I was like, yeah. And I was like, so it's the Kang dynasty again. Again. But didn't Mark Wade do that? Didn't Mark Wade do the Kang dynasty already, though, With when he was with George Lowe? No, that was Morgan Le Fay. I'm sorry. No, that was Kurt Busiek anyway. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> See? Catalog. I know. I'm sorry. Just kind of, you know, you can just interchange, you know, creators, certain creators. You just kind of interchange. <laughs> That's wrong. I'm so sorry. Because Kurt Busiek and Mark Wade are completely different people. Yes. It's not the same person. So let's stick on the Avengers train. And we're going to review the new Avengers. How oh. new are they? Uh, it's painfully new. Um, I have a question. Do you think that they should just really have one big Avengers book? Do we really need... I mean, I understand the diversity and trying to change it up to have different stories and whatnot, but don't you think it would be better if we just had like one Avengers? Or that's like need... saying there's only one X-Men. I mean, I get it. I get it. You need all these other books because people are able to do different things or and, have different motivations. Yeah, and right I now, it, each but... book is a little different. So we're going to review new Avengers number six. Al Ewing is the writer. Gerardo Sandoval was the artist. Dono Sanchez Almara is the color artist. Phil Noto, the lovely Phil Noto, did the art and colors for 12 through 15. Mark Bagley did the penciling for 19 and 20. And Scott Hanner was his anchor for 19 and 20. With VC's Joe Caramanga as the letterer. VC's getting ramped. They're getting some money. I need to go get hired by VC because that sounds like a really cool gig. You need to doing, be a letterer first. Doing production. I can do lettering. You can do lettering. I can do lettering. Well, then why don't you get a job with VC? That'd be cool. Although I still need to, we still need to go and check and see what actually production is for a comic book. Like, what is that? Well, he said it's the setup and all that, but I, yeah. I get it. I know. But. So I think the best part about this book was uh, the last panel. Bagley's, Bagley's pages. Which, seeing them as an old married couple. And I, I got to admit, Phil Noto's pages were pretty cool. But I really liked seeing Billy and... Wiccan. Or Hulkling. <laughs> Teddy. Peter? Teddy. Billy and Teddy. Peter, Teddy. As, as older gentlemen... Um, There's mole queens. You know, in love doing dishes. So, so cute I liked in the that. future. Yeah, he saved him from becoming a Cthulhu monster and host thing. So, I really also, I've always loved future stories of either X-Men or Avengers. So I liked seeing yet another incarnation of what the Avengers may be. Down with super science, though. Uh, the rest of the book was just... It was I, rough. It was... I, it was rough. I don't think I've cared less about a plot since I read... Um, well, there's some books we'll be reviewing about that, too. But I just... just <laughs> I. So it's weird. I'm just going to bring this into. We're reviewing Ultimates next, and that's written by Al Ewing as well. And I prefer Ultimates, the storyline over New Avengers storyline. I'm so sick of Cthulhu hmm. people. I just, I don't, this I think was a way to turn people off of this book. It's been the longest six issues ever. And I know people have an issue with the art. Um, Sandoval is a... It's, he was really toned down though. Have you noticed? His his uh, characters have have gotten slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. They're definitely not as uh, bulky and blocky as they have been before. So he's really toned it down. Yeah, but his For women me, still have they they like it goes boobs one little one. I don't know where the spine is. It, it it's it's the art really didn't bother me that much because it doesn't bother me. well you know, some of it bothers me. I mean me. the artist for me the artist is fine and I think it lends itself to the book, but 
I just didn't think it was all that. I just I just didn't think the story was all that interesting. Like mm-hmm. an, an otherworldly Cthulhu type of monster trying. I mean, it just seems like Ewing for me is putting all of his major emphasis on the ultimates, and this is just kind of like the leftovers or the dregs or whatnot. I don't know. Just I, I want this book to be better because the people in, in the book, the characters <laughs> in the book, I really enjoy. Like I enjoy, you know, you know, Wiccan and Hulkling, and I love that that Songbird is there, and I just I just love it as a group. I love that Songbird had a daughter, and she's in the Avengers. Exactly. Like, and and I love seeing future stuff, like you were saying. But at the same time, it just there needs to be more of a hook. You know. I was telling him earlier when we were talking about the books we're going to be doing tonight. I said, you know, the only reason I'm reading this is for the gay couple. Like, I want to see more of them because I really think that the Young Avengers, sadly, is needed right now. You know, um, Gil and McKelvey really did a great job on that last one. I don't think the Young Avengers are necessarily needed. Well, I, I just think we need something that's just going to showcase the Avengers or these characters better. I think it was totally fine for them to move on and become actual full-fledged Avengers. I just think the stories are just not Well, they could still be Avengers, but just be young. I was just missing... I have always loved... This is one of the things I miss about the X-Universe. Since New Mutant days, I've always enjoyed seeing the younger heroes becoming something. That's why I want to see a young Avengers. You know, Avengers Academy, when it first started, that was a great book. It was fantastic. That showed these kids brand new... Like Butterball. These kids that, why are they here with the Avengers uh, initiative, you know, the 50 state initiative? Such a great idea. And for me, that's what I'm missing. In this book, I have to agree with some of our Facebook uh, members, posters. posters. Why is Squirrel Girl here? I don't think that people that read her book are going to want to read a book about Cthulhu, where Mm -hmm. she was in maybe a page. Yeah, that that is kind of weird that they would. I think maybe they're trying to tie her to an Avengers because it's a selling book in order to bring people to her to her other title. But it is so different, vastly different than than the stuff that she's seeing in like in like her solo book is kind of different than what she's have what's happening in the Avengers. Uh huh. But what you were saying about the um having the old guard with the new guard. I mean, we're getting that in like the all new, all different Avengers. It's just the way that it's playing out in that book is just. I just don't like the way it's playing out. Like, I think that's too kitty. Like, so the difference is you've got in really? Avengers. Really, that's too kitty. Really, I see it as too the way they act. Like Nova mm. acts too. Ms. Marvel throws hissy fits, and Ultimate Spider-Man to me is the least. So in in Avengers, Ultimate Spider-Man is just like. He's been around the block. He knows it. Like, no one... How come they, they challenge the other two, but he's getting a pass? It's really weird, yeah, the writing. Nosing. That <laughs> might be it. Nosing. But it's just... It's it's just... I don't know. I find it weird. I just... Uh, were you hoping that it would be sort of like... Um, okay, were you hoping that it'd be sort of like uh, Young Justice, the comic book where you had Red Tornado mentoring them? Because that, that was a really good one. What, for yeah. Avengers? All new, all different? Yeah. Like, yes. Because... Because, I mean, what uh, Peter David and Todd Yonk was doing with that was really good. I mean, yes. you got that feeling. Well, yeah. I just, I know that it's got one more issue to go in the arc, and we'll find out everything about Vision. But I just think it's weird in that first issue, they were like all like, yeah, hey, we're going to be Avengers. And now we're on number five, and we're like, well, you're out of here, and you're out of here, and you're out of here, and we're not going to trust you. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, I mean, yeah, I get it. But again, it was because... You know, Vision was not Vision. He was not Vision. Not he, Vision. He was blinded because <laughs> he doesn't have a vision. Wrapped up like a douche in the middle of the night. Stop that. 
<laughs> so since we're talking about it, Ultimates, number four, Al Ewing is the writer, the amazing Kenneth Rockefeller is the artist, Dan Brown with Rockefeller did color, and VCs, Joe Sabino was Dan the Dan was super science. I'm so tired of super science. I agree with you, but I'm going to disagree why I like this book so much is because out of all of them, this brought in more of a personal touch. Like learning about Blue Marvel, learning about what he's been through, seeing his son, the fact that I don't know why T'Challa's there. He just mon- he's just in the plane, like he's doing nothing. Just like I, I'm kind of sad that America Chavez was punching a, a, a vine. That's it. Punching a, a, but the, a vine somewhere. But the main, the gist of the story Another was dimension. about friends from the '60s, like you and I, and then you go nutso, and I have to take you down. I think it'd be the other way around. Hush. So, <laughs> like, I liked that um, Blue Marvel made the really weird headpiece for Anti-Man. What a stupid name, but... Um, <laughs> it is a weird name. It's a, yeah. But, like, I liked how Carol... I, I like Carol in this book a lot. I she like hasn't done her, much. Yeah, and I like yeah, I like Carol Danvers. And I, s- uh, what's Mon. Mon. What the, I've never heard her called Mon. I'm like, Mon? And I'm yeah, like, Monica. Monica. But Mon, really? No. Know. Al, no. Mr. Ewing, do not call Monica Rambo Mon. But I love that she was one of the only people that could go out there because she was a, being a pure energy. Yeah. She could go out there without having a spacesuit. And that was kind of fun. Um, but this whole like being in between realities and they're trying to go outside and then... And then Eternity talking to Galactus, oh, I telling know. him he has to come and stop them from going outside. Um, that's I'm looking forward to the next issue. Which was of this. really weird though, because because then that that made me sort of think that the negative zone, the negative zone, all the weird dimensions kind of all inhabit Eternity. Because I thought that Eternity, when they went to the negative zone, it was another entity that kind of resided in the, in the white space or whatever but it seems how al ewing from how, how i'm interpreting what al ewing was saying that all that stuff still is encompassed in eternity the 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 the, the embodiment of the universe the marvel universe is still in, and i guess they're worried because they're gonna like bust out of his chest or something <laughs> you know when they when they leave it's just weird out his nose yeah i don't know i just i mean that was just the thing that was kind of making me feel kind of like, I don't understand what's going on. And that's the, the thing about the super science. It's just kind of like, is he making it up as he goes along? And that's fine, I guess, if he is. But, you know, I just, I also want to say. This seems weird. For the art, um, the colorist in this was great. Yeah. The, we really hardly ever talk about colorists. But if it wasn't for them, you know, we'd be reading black and white books. Yep. Uh, the part where. Kevin Brashear comes out, um, Blue Marvel's son, and you can see on the the heroes the coloring of him. Yeah, his uh, he, his uh, his aura. He yeah. takes the 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 colorist takes that into account, and mm-hmm. it really this book is gorgeous to look at. The it colors is. are amazing. Um, I I hope that this book gets more away from super science for you. Um, this is a good book, though. I highly love it. Thank you again for tuning in and checking out the Geek Chat. We're here live every Monday from 6 to 7 on MixLR. If you miss an episode or any of our other episodes, you can check out um, this season and any other season that we've done before on SoundCloud. Search the Geek Chat. 
We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Tumblr, and on Instagram. We are also on YouTube, but again, always search The Geek Chat. If you want to talk to Rich or myself, you can always uh, join the Facebook group, The Geek Chat. Always search The Geek Chat. So what's next on the agenda? You are going to get to tell these lovely listeners why they should read Earth 2 Society. Oh my God, you should see him. Because... You should see him now because he doesn't like that book. I tried... I, you know what? We tell he has each other. On his hips, we tell we tell each other. You know, I'm going to read this for this week. So I sat and I read this book, and I still don't enjoy it. What number are we up to? Uh, number nine. Nine issues, and I'm still like, I do not give two shits. But hold on, real quick. Coog on the Facebook page says they're kind of working on a Young Avengers team. Now, if Teddy and Billy go over to the all new, all do a different, all new, all different, all new, I can't, I can't talk. All new, to uh, That could be a Young <laughs> Avengers book. Yes, I think it. I, but we got to get rid of Vision. And we got to get rid of stupid Iron Man. I actually like Vision. I just don't like. I just don't like corrupted. I am an evil Android Vision. I agree there. If if it was the Vision from his book, that would be better. So tell us all about this lovely book, Earth Two Society. Oh, you're killing me. Okay, so Earth Two Society, a DC book. It's a uh, no, issue number nine. Uh, it's two ninety nine. Nine is issues a, too long. Yeah, which is a fantastic price point. <laughs> it is written by Dan Abnett fantastic writer artist is jorge jimenez which is a fantastic artist colorist is alejandro sanchez fantastic colorist and the letter is by travis lanham the book is great because despite rich being mean about the book this is this is as close to a legacy book as you're going to get and that's what makes me sad that's what makes me sad because we have in this book we have a new superman val zod uh, pussy he's not a pussy he's actually doing stuff now he he's oh, not, okay he stopped being a pacifist oh well, it's okay. not it's not that he stopped being a pacifist it's he, he he knows that he has to use his power step up and to, yes yeah we have a new Wonder Woman who is Fury, who is the daughter of Wonder Woman and, and Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, and she is amazing. She she has a hidden, a hidden uh, city of Amazon. So yeah, she, she slaughtered all the people inside that place so no, that they could steal it. Oh, that's no, how I read it. No, they they they're, they're gone because she never said that Kendra she says them. what happened to the people, and she's like, oh, I don't know, they're gone. They're yeah, y'all gone. slaughtered them. No, she did not. She did. So she's amazing because then you got your Wonder Woman. Um, you have. Uh, a hawk girl from the original who uh, wants to be alone maybe i don't know yeah the says sandman it. you have uh kara power girl with, the with fan- no boob window no boob window an actual s so how come if she's wearing that s and she's called power girl that's kind of stupid she should be called supergirl or superwoman or something. Or superwoman. Love Lois Lane i love that um alan scott in this in uh, in this book they know that there's like uh, I think there's like nine major cities, uh, ten if you count the hidden one with the Amazons, and they need a a a charter, you know, for the whole world. To a constitution. Unite. Yes, and so they asking Lois to help draft it because then, you're more human than me. Well, she's he, like, but I'm a robot. But but she is. I mean, she she has the heart, and then. And then the first thing she says is she writes, in God we trust, and then she scratches it out as because it's going to be something new and it's going to be something different. I love it. And because Alan Scott feels like people call him a god. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing. He's like, I'm See, too I removed it. from it. I'm too removed from it. I have to be different. And then there's, uh, there are terraformed creatures. I mean, because this is a carbon copy of Earth, and it is a terraformed um 
Earth, but they also find out that the Earth itself is a carbon copy from Convergence. Uh, when Convergence happened and Brainiac gave them their own world, it was a facsimile, meaning it doesn't have any natural resources of its uh, of its own. So they're they're gonna have like, how are we gonna live? There's like real stuff that's going on with these people and and trying to. I mean, it's it's world building. We got to see Steel. We get to see a new Batman. Um, it's just a really good book. There's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of moving parts. And above all, the the art is fantastic. Jorge, uh, uh, is, it is great. You cannot uh, you cannot tell me this book is not good. The the colors are pop yes, and the art yeah. is the art is fantastic. It's, it's nice. You're killing me, Rich. This is a good book. It's a good book. It's not bogged down by anything else other than trying to, you know, make something new. But that's what bogs it down. Oh, my God. There's so much exposition. There's so much. We got to blah, blah, blah. I know, because they're trying to build something Ugh. new. This is, And I love that, you know, uh, Abnet is doing this. Like, this is a... I love him, but I This just, is a great I, book. Yeah, I can't read it. It is a great book. For two ninety nine. it's quality writing, quality art, you know... Do yourself a favor and check it out. It is a great, great book. You know, don't listen to Rich. This time. So I just want to bring up Deadpool in the movie theater. Really? We're talking about Deadpool? Yes. So Deadpool number seven came out this week from Marvel Comics. It's the 25th anniversary. It says it right on the cover. And it's a $9.99 book. So when you buy this, you're like, oh my God, this is so much. This is so much about Deadpool. False advertising. I am here to tell you, a consumer watch, that this was um, bait and switch. Marvel, I love you, Marvel, but this is some bullshit right so Marvel, here. So Marvel catfished their people? Yes. <laughs> when you see this, you see Deadpool, 25th anniversary, great cover. Uh, only the first maybe... 15 pages not even is Deadpool and it's really it feels rushed because Scott Coblish I know can do a much better job and then the rest of this book you're buying is all about the Mercs it's not even about him it's about his Mercs for money a book that came out last week you know what uh, one thing in Marvel's defense there could not be any uh, merchandising or, or toys for this because it was a rated R movie, so they got to get their money somewhere. This, if you were expect, <laughs> this is a big ass. Look how thick that is. It's very thick. This is a big ass comic, and if you expected to get all these pages <laughs> about Deadpool, I'd be pissed. I would be kind of pissed too. I didn't pick it up. I was looking forward to reading all this 25th anniversary, and this is what you give us. I call bullshit, Marvel. And on that note, what's next? But but. Oh, but. but but how was the? I mean, okay, so here's a, here's the thing that you didn't like about it. Okay, you only got like fifteen, roughly fifteen pages of original oh, new gosh. content, and then the oh, rest no. of it. It it is original, yes, but it's it's about him going back with his little notebook about what what he's got to do. Okay, but so but the rest of the stuff is stuff that came out already. No, it's all new material, but it's it, each one is about a solo. Huh, okay, he's but, one of the people. Each individual merc then gets. A, a small story, like eight pages or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So okay. So there. Okay, I get it now. Cause I, I thought how I interpreted what you were saying before was was it was only like maybe fifteen pages of actual Deadpool original stuff, and the rest was like reprint materials. Because Marvel's because Marvel has been doing that a lot. You know, they've been reprinting like a lot of Deadpool's firsts. Like they've reprinted his first appearance in New Mutants, which ninety eight. Which if you have that book, which I have it, 
like worth it's, some money. It's worth some money now, people. I had to go and pull it out because I was like, I gotta put this in my safety deposit box because this is worth money now. All right, so the actual Deadpool story to celebrate 25 years is 20 pages, and two of those pages is a double spread about the Avengers Unity Squad's headquarters, huh. like in an old uh, what was the Marvel ham Marvel handbook? Yeah, it was like that. The rest of the book is all just about his mercs for money. Mm. Yeah, that seems like it is a bit of a That should have been in the mercs for money book. Yeah. Well, remember, they're trying to cross-promote cross their stuff. So, I mean, just... It does seem like a bit of false advertising. Yeah. So, shame on you, Marvel. Shame. 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 So, let's talk about a new number one we read from Boombox. Yes, and it's, and, and we, it, it's our Valentine's Day present for you because we were not, you know, we don't do a show on Sunday. So, this is our Valentine's present for you. Happy Valentine's Day, belated Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jonesy, number one of four by Boombox, by Sam Humphreys and Caitlin Rose Boyle. Completely different than than, than the boom story, uh, boom uh, comic we read last week, uh, uh, Kindle Kindle Block yeah. Blues, which was not for kids. No, this one is totally this is for all kids. ages. Colors by Mickey Quinn and letters by Corey Breen. <sighs> little angsty girl with powers <laughs> to make you fall in love with anyone but her. She's a cherub. She's uh, a cherub that cannot find love for her uh, for herself. She has a ferret. She has a ferret. She has a big hair. She goes to school. Very angsty. Very, you know, it's, it just seems like this could have been a Cartoon Network. It is. I, I totally, I, yeah, I feel you there. This could have been something, a 15 minute short on the Cartoon Network. Yeah. She, she, I mean, she breaks the fourth wall and actually talks to the reader. Um, and she has this power to make people fall in love, but she does not like Valentine's Day. But they can't fall in love with her. Yeah, yeah. Because she desperately wants someone to give her. It's all about carnations. Did you, in high school or middle school, have the carnations? No. You I didn't mean, do if, them? If we, if they did, I was not pop, uh, cool enough to actually get one. So I hated, because carnations to me are snot rags. We would wow. actually call them wow. snot rags. My ex-girlfriend and I would be like, no, snot rags, they're not worth a buck. But I love that. See, that's weird. That must be an East Coast thing. Because I don't think they had them over here on, on the West Coast. I really don't remember seeing those at all or ever. Really? Yeah, seriously. Huh. Um, but in this one, you know, it's a carnation thing. There's red, pink, and white. And it's like you get white carnations at a funeral. And I think it's red is for so lovers. Red is for boyfriend and girlfriend yeah. only, no exceptions. Pink are for crushes. And white never sell. Everyone looks at them like they're garbage. Um, carnations are garbage. Come on now. <laughs> but anyway, she likes them. She likes white carnations because they remind her of a funeral. Yes. So she's she's an angsty girl. <laughs> Did you like this book? Considering you hate angst. Uh, I liked I liked angst when it's specifically about angst. Here's the thing about angst for me. When you have a character who is like it's like Daria. Daria, if you ever watched that show, she was an angsty character, uh -huh. you know? So that was who she is. That is her default. And if that's your default, that's fine. What I don't like is, is characters who are not angsty by nature, and then they become angsty for whatever reason, when it would be very easy for them just to work that shit out by talking to someone or... <laughs> Go to therapy. Or something, you know? Go therapy. So oh. that, that's the thing that I, always, that I don't like, is like that manufactured angst. 
like what happened in the in the last two Harry Potter or the last the the, the Deathly Hollows Part One when they were all in the forest and they were all angry at each other. It's like Are you fucking kidding me. Like I get it. Your shit's like there's a lot of hard shit going on, but she, this is your time to rally. And eventually they did, but it just seemed like did we really need to go through that? Ugh. So anyway, uh, but as far as Jonesy goes, I liked the book. It was cute. It did remind me of a Cartoon Network show. Uh, because you know she has these weird powers and she talks to she talks to the reader and and she and her powers kind of backfire and then against the girl that she didn't really like but then they but then they actually become pseudo friends at you the end. find out that people have things in common yes so i mean so it had a learning it, it had a one to grow on moment it really did and it and i thought this was this was refreshing to see sam humphreys do a book like this because i mean coming off of uh secret wars and all that stuff you know, it's just really kind of interesting that he would do something for Boombox. That's an all ages thing. You know, it w- it was refreshing for me to see this. Now the artwork <laughs> is the artwork is it's it's um an it's that new school cartooning style that's very big right now and in, in most boom story uh most boom books. You know, so it, it's a very definite cartoon style. So it's very um, stylized. And that's fine. It works. Like her hair is huge. Her hair is ginormous. Her hair is ginormous. You know, and the looks, ferret doesn't look like a ferret. No, it looks like kind of like a possum. It, yeah. A possum raccoon thing. So, yeah, it's very, very stylized. And that's fine. You know, it really it, it fits. It fits a niche right now that well, which, people like. And that's what Boombox is. Exactly. Boombox, if you look at any of their stories. It's Steven Universe. It, it all has that sort yeah. that, that it all has that art style. And yep. and, and that is that is Boombox's house style. And it's fine. I I thought it was a fine book. You know, will I read the rest of it? It's only four issue miniseries, so I'll probably pick up the other one just to see how it happens. See what goes on. It was a good book, you know, and it's all ages. So I'll let you read the next issue. Thank you. <laughs> so, what's uh, our next book? Speaking of Ms. Marvel, that came out this week. All ages. All ages. Uh, number four, and this definitely is a different kind of comic book. So, G. Willow Wilson was the writer. Is the writer, I should say. Nico Leone is the artist. Um, Ian Herring did the color art. VCs Joe Carmanga did the lettering. David Lopez did the cover art. And I'm bringing this up for a reason. I think this is one of the most lackluster covers on the shelves this week or last week. Really? I do. It, it, the, the, kind of, the, the, the yellow tones, just the way it looks. I, I just think. I thought it was really dynamic though. Maybe mm, the colors didn't do well. Yeah. I just think that it's not one of the best. But the inside art, I don't know if if we're used to Al, I can never say his name, Aldolfo, Al, Al, uh, the original artist. Mm-hmm. I can't say his name. Uh, this artwork is surprisingly, they're keeping the tone of the book. Yeah, he looks a lot like him. The same. Um, so did you like this book? That's the question. I did. You it, did. It's a, it's a whole new start. It's, I like what they were doing, what Marvel is doing, is it tells you, like, I mean, it's kind of weird that, they, that they're that they putting on the covers, all new jump on point, pretty oh, much. I mean, we're going to talk about that in our, in our saying, one shot. Well, they actually say, um, what do they say? It says, like, you know. All, all new, new story, Army of One starts now. And it's like, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're really trying to get people to jump onto a new book. 
and that's fine. I mean, I'm personally I'm fine with that, honestly. You know, because it it it, it gives people who are, who are like going through the aisles the ability to look at it and it's like, oh, this might be the time to check this. But book if you out. look at that, I mean, the red on the black, you can't. You really got to be focusing. I just, yeah, you're right. The type the typeface is wrong. I like this book because we sit and we talk about how in the old days they used to do character stories and we would learn about their family and they would do things and a wedding is coming and I really like the personal touches in this book. We read so many books and there there are so many stories in action and like Uncanny X-Men is all about, you know, the dark riders trying to kill things and so many books are are really not getting deep enough. And I feel like reading this, it brought me to a different place and I really enjoyed the fact that we're learning about, you know, her brother's going to get married and now she has to be a part of it. Well, she's an Avenger and she's failing math. So you're feeling the the personalness of this book. But yet it's also peppered with a lot of action. She gets her ass handed to her. She has to call the Avengers in. She's not uh, she's a novice. She's not as as great as she thinks she is. And I'm getting tired of how uh Captain America is acting. Yeah. Again, in like, this book. Uh, yep, I agree there, too. He really acts like an overprotective parent. I it's warned you, Tony, she's too young for this. Really? Because in the other book, you were like, oh, you'd be perfect. It's annoying. It's just annoying. Like, I just really want to just read his solo book because it just that's the consistency that, that is not present with him. Yeah. I like the book because she really, for me, she really harkens back to that old school Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. When Spider-Man was in school and he was juggling all... All things that he had to do. I mean, we're seeing a, sort of a parallel with with um, Spider Man with Ma- Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. We're seeing a parallel, and I really want I really want there to be one of the Avengers teens. Uh, they're teens. They're not kids. They're teens. Mm-hmm. I want one of them to actually be doing okay with it. Like I want them to be like you know, like be striving yeah because his, even sam in his own book is struggling see I, and i get it you know life is hard and you're doing all this stuff and, and i think it's a fun it's a fun um topic to 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 talk about and to and to explore but it's been done spider-man did it you know it's been done let's let's do something different let's talk about a kid who is is reveling in it and who is a who has the ability to like multitask it do you, you remember know? in the old new mutants books when that was another thing about Xavier's school. So they all went to this school, and while the parents didn't know what was going on, like you know, Kitty Pride's dad had no clue what the school was about, they still went to school, they still had classes, they sometimes did well, they sometimes failed, but there was a school aspect to it. And I just remember them sneaking out to go to another, you know, to go to a party or something. Yeah. And so now, all these years later, we're talking about them trying to balance school. So why not just be like, well, we're going to open Avengers Academy or something. I know that it's stretching, but I agree I with you. I, I just... I don't think it's stretching at all. Why all three? I agree with you. All three are failing. Well, something... Yeah, it makes good writing and makes good reading. But in this, how she tries to figure it out at the end was well, that hysterical. Was I mean, out of, out of all of the ones... She's she, trying to do something about she's it. She's the best. Like when I saw, like I don't read Nova's solo book because I just don't. You don't have to. It's really bad. The characters just kind of like, you know. But 
We had a good Nova. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, he just flat out was just like, no, I have to go. I have to go pee. Bye. And then he just like left and she's like, what are you doing? And he like left. And it's like, and then like his parents were like, you know, you have to work it out, blah, blah, blah. Like I want a, I want a kid who's just like, I'm a, I'm a superhero. This is what I do. You know, I'm going to go and be who, I, who I'm going to be. And if they brought back uh, Avengers Academy, I think that would be great. Um, it was a really good book. I don't think there's any reason. There's no reason why they shouldn't do that again because it was fine. I mean, give give Hank Pym something to do. He ain't doing nothing. Uh, he was dead. He just came back alive. Remember? So, so I, I think it's funny. Bring him back. Um, we see school. it. We see it two different. Well, we we see what Marvel's trying to do. Marvel is trying to attract new readers by putting these new characters but not new characters in a main book they're trying to make them avengers you have a whole section of people that want their avengers a little less green in their storylines and i really wish i guess that may be why i like ultimate so much because they're not so much green even though you've got america chavez on that team i know why is she on that team she's like she's a youth why yeah. can't i mean i guess she's older than them uh, she's I think she's like I would expect her to be like twenty one, whereas she, I Marvel, think she was twenty one. Yeah, she's older. And Miss Marvel and them are like 16, Teens. 16, 16 or seventeen around there. I don't know. I guess yeah. I see it both ways. I see people that are mad because it's not their Avengers. But well, we've been their Avengers in a very long time. Yeah. But I, I I'm gonna say as a, a reader of those early Avengers, I kinda I do miss the interaction between the main ones. Um, but this is something new for us. And I guess that may be why all new, uh, all different Avengers for you and I, we're like, well, we'll see. Uh, Coog on the Facebook page says they were working on a, um, they're working on a young Avengers team. You have Miles, you have Sam, Novas, Kamala, Squirrel Girl. You just need to bring Teddy and Wiccan over from the new Avengers and you would have your, you would have your, for me, you would have your, Young Avengers. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'd rather read that book about a whole bunch of inexperienced youth and experienced youth than what we're reading now. Because I just, I don't know. It just feels a little mismoshed. Mismoshed? Mismoshed. Is that your official yes. word of it? Um, so, real quick. Des and I were going to read Batman number 49. Just as a jump on? Just because, to see what's going on. Because that's where Batman comes back. Bruce came back. No, Batman came back. Batman came back. Uh, well, no, Bruce gets his memory. This was just... We <laughs> had no clue what, we was, had going no clue what was going on. on. You really need to watch. The, the narrative is so long. I jumped into it, and I saw just variations of Batman being burnt uh, out of yes. being burnt out of uh, Bruce Wayne's minds. And did you notice during during him getting electroshocked in his head, his beard came off? Like yeah. he burnt his beard off. So bizarre. We so tried. Bizarre. We really wanted to bring you Batman forty nine. So, so we're gonna try because the fifties are coming up. So you know, the new fifty two is gonna hit fifty. Um, so bizarre. We're gonna try reading some of those fifties to see how it's going. Uh, Which ones are turning fifty? I know Batman. is. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, wow. Aquaman. There's not many from the original fifty two that have lasted. Ooh. That's gonna be interesting. That is. I wonder what they're gonna do. Hey, and in Rebirth now, DC saying it's not a reboot. Can't wait to see what this is. It's gonna be a reboot. 
They're saying it's, it's not. It's definitely going to be a reboot. I, I honestly think that it is definitely going to be a reboot. It's going to be a soft reboot like they did with Marvel, and we're going to start seeing some older people come back. That, that is my prediction. Well, I'm hoping we get some older people coming back to buy their stuff. <laughs> One can hope. And as always, a special thank you to our sponsors, because without them, we really wouldn't have a show. So I want to give a special thanks to Club Card Printing. They're the ones that help us do all of the fantastical prints that you see in our palm cards. And if we ever do posters, we're going to get them done there. So if you're in the San Francisco area or if you have a computer, check out clubcardprinting.com. We also want to thank Gene Gilmet. He does all the amazing artwork for the show. You can check him out at rltpress.com. Yes, Gene, I, I, and I don't take it personally that Rich is always trying to kill me. So, <laughs> Also want to give a special thanks to Terry Miller. She is the mistress of the mix board and makes all those lovely sounds that you hear uh, during the Geek Chat. Also want to give a special thanks to our major sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com and on Facebook under Whatever Store. Thank you. Also wanted to say, uh, real quick before we go, wanted to give another quick fantastic shout out to gene gelmet our artist it is him and his partner bill's anniversary today that's right so we wanted to say thank you so much for all that you do for the geek chat you really and us and us in general you know you you put a lot of time and effort into the uh art that you create especially the art that you create for the geek chat and we really appreciate you and the stuff that you do for us um and, and me go ahead no go ahead no, what did you say? Oh, I was going to say, uh, and our own Desmond just hit an anniversary as well. I know, so everyone's getting anniversaries left and right. And ours is coming up in a couple weeks. I know. Um, so another thing uh, that we're going to be talking about real quick is we're bringing back our round table. And yes. that will be released this Wednesday. We have a fantastic uh, round table with myself, Rich, uh, Terry Miller, and Frank. Uh, you heard them before last season we did a round table and it was very successful so we decided that we were going to bring it back and boy we really went into some we stuff really it was great stuff. it's really good and this is going to be a monthly uh, a monthly show that we're going to be doing which will be released in the middle of the month roughly yep. uh, the next topic that we're going to be talking about um, I don't want to spoil for this one because I think it's going to be a very interesting one uh, but the, the topic that we're going to be talking about the following uh, in March is um, superheroes and holding their villains without due process. Well, it's going to be a thing on ethics. I th well, ethics and due process. Yeah. Like, you know, and I really hope, it, you know, we have a couple of lawyers that listen. really want you to chime in and let us know what, what you think because I personally have a lot to say about this. Um, so, I'll yeah. be moderating. Uh, Rich, Rich <laughs> says he'll be moderating, but I think that he will have something to say about it as well yeah. because we have a lot. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, um, uh, Flash, and th this is specifically for television, what we're talking about. Uh, specifically for television, and then we're going to go dip a little bit into comic books as well because we've seen it already in all of the major uh, comic book shows in Arrow. Um, we saw it in. Arrow, Supergirl, and Flash, in which they were holding the uh, metahumans without due process. Well, it's, and it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. A yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did it too. On a helicarrier. You know, so it's just kind of like, you know, what is going on? Is this a police state? Is it not? You know, do do superheroes have, have a 
wider above the law, above the law or wider jurisdiction. Are they? Do they have jurisdiction or not? So I think it'll be a very interesting topic. So stay tuned in, in March for this for that conversation, and then also stay tuned for Wednesday for uh, for our first one that we're come that we're bringing back. So again, my name is Desmond. I'm Rich, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, if you want to meet, if you want to talk to us, go to the Geek Chat Facebook page and join the Facebook group. We would love to have a conversation with you. And again, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Geek Chat. Geek Chat. Geek Chat. Geek Chat.